Welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I have been watching sports movies all week. Really? Yeah, yes, I have. Uh, Phil and I were just talking about how we signed up for the, the Disney Plus bundle. Disney so Plus. So that we both have ESPN Plus now. Yeah. Uh, it was only $2 more for me because I already had Hulu. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, we're not getting paid by Disney. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, apparently Phil's been watching a bunch of 30 for 30s, and I think we're in serious danger of losing our sports outsider. No. I, don't, I don't think More that's the importantly, case. More importantly, I was watching Remember the Titans right before this started, because that's on Disney. Okay. I think we're fine. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> any, any others? That I you, background that you watched Secretariat. Which I'd never seen before. I've, I haven't watched I'll that I bet one. that would be much better if you background watched it. I yeah. think I watched that well, in was, the movie theater and it was really disappointing. I'm on paternity leave. I'm taking care of the baby. So I background watch everything. She needs oh, a yeah. diaper change or something. I'm not pausing the movie. I'm like keep that plowing too. through, you know? I'm like that too, but with Civilization Six. Oh my gosh. I just, yeah, I just play that game and it's like, yeah, something's going on in the background. I used to do but... that with SimCity all the time with Super Nintendo. I would just like leave it running and then I would come back six hours later and like everything would be on fire. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> what did I do? It's a sports comedy podcast. It is, yeah. <laughs> We're the sports insiders. Phil's the sports outsider. Yeah, don't know anything about sports, but getting better. Do you remember? You just the you be careful. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you if you reach Critical mass and your sports knowledge. This whole podcast is ruined. I started watching D3, The Mighty Ducks, written by Jim Bernstein. <laughs> I believe it's a co-write. Yeah. yeah. I, I did he, not get I think he's one of far. five people credited. That makes sense. And you know the thing? It's like the ampersand means the writing team. Yes, I do. I do know separate. this, Joel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I'm aware of this. No, I yeah. thought it explained Jordan, it to Jordan. Jordan is something of a professional writer. <laughs> so, yeah. He wrote on Suits. But I, I want to say it looked like they were the first of three different or two different writing pairs and then a third person yeah. who were credited. So, But it's a wonderful time of year yeah. <laughs> for sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and what I'm excited about is we have on the show today Juan Soto. Ah. Ooh. Washington National, young gun phenom, yeah. Juan Soto, World Series champion. I'm still pissed I didn't get him on my fantasy team. I know. He's... He's fantastic. He just turned 21 during the World Series. Had his 21st birthday during the World Series. What were you doing when you were 21? Yeah. I'm just now realizing that I'm getting my sports outsider cred because I didn't know the World Series was over. It is. It has been over two weeks. I remember hearing that that Washington uh, Nationals were in it. Yes. I remember hearing that. I did not know they won. They improbably won. Uh, The road team won Mm -hmm. every uh, game. Oh, how disappointing for people who went to the games. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, Juan Soto is going to come on, tell us about his World Series experience. You know, what it's like to, you know, in your, I think it's second season as a major league player. Second season, yeah. uh, To win the World Series, to be in a moment like that, to do it for the city of Washington. So, yeah, Yeah. we're going to have a great talk with him about all things, you know, baseball and World Series. And Washington, D.C. doesn't have rights of of a state, so it's good that they at least have the title, right? You know. They yeah, I have senators, I mean, but they've got the World Series title. <laughs> that was a double joke. Yeah, right. you they, don't even know it, Phil. No, I don't. <laughs> the Washington Senators were a baseball franchise oh, that okay. moved uh, first to the Twins, and they brought Twice. them back, and then they moved to the Rangers because uh, 
They couldn't. Baseball wasn't. I think it's a different franchise that they created the Washington Senators twice, and both times they left the. Well, it's a terrible name. Senators are the worst. I don't know. I think it's a fun name. Washington. I mean, Nationals is pretty good. Approval rating of Senators is like the lowest profession you can have. I feel like you're starting a Woody Allen bit. My my analysts, they're like above child molesters. Okay, just barely. What would you call a baseball team in Washington? Uh, I would call them the the Washington Thundercats. I was really hoping he'd be like, bullets, duh. Right, totally. <laughs> That's the coolest name. Yeah. It's not being used by anyone right now. Right. Yeah. That is a pretty cool name. Thank you. Yeah. It, it was their old basketball team name. Oh, okay. And they switched to Wizards because of gun violence. Oh, in the 90s. yeah. I and guess because of also the Wizards guns. who were often walking around downtown Washington. It is now DC. the dumbest name. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of maybe the dumbest you name in basketball. You won't see him near the capital and whatnot. You don't encounter him when you're tourists, but if you really go out into the city, get yeah. into the fabric Just of the neighborhood. A lot right. of Wizards. Yeah. Well, Wizards are all commies, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Hot take, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> Phil, do we have a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today, today, today. LeBron James doesn't do load management. Subheadline, in which LeBron James finally makes his old guy Michael Jordan turn. Ooh. Ooh. Can I just briefly mention a LeBron James article I read last week? Sure. So <laughs> LeBron James no wrote time article? like the no, present. They, they were talking about there was a data set about uh, name ID and favorability ratings of stars. And uh, LeBron amongst uh, teenagers in North America, LeBron James and PewDiePie have the same name ID, but PewDiePie has a higher favorability rating. Oh. I think that's well. That's because oh, some people don't. Well, that's yeah. because LeBron James is a polarizing figure. When you're the best basketball player, yeah. there are people that just choose to dislike you. But also, PewDiePie, against you. PewDiePie, PewDiePie has gotten in Anti-Semite. trouble. For, he's very polarizing. Okay, he's gotten in trouble for a lot of things. Well, yeah. we just uh, LeBron's better than that guy. Yeah, for certain. Well, I'm just even saying, with the Taco Tuesday. I'm just saying. Well, I read yeah, LeBron James's name this week, and I wanted to say it. <laughs> Good. For you. Well, as we discussed last week, load management and certainly not resting yeah. is a huge issue in the NBA. Yeah. Asked about the hot topic, LeBron James said, if I'm hurt, I don't play. If not, I'm playing. He said, knocking on the wooden facade of his locker. That's what has always been my motto. Now, first, how happy was the ESPN Wire Services reporter who got to use the French cedilla on the word facade? Oh, that's uh, fun. How yeah. fun is that? Ooh, I hate hunting around the keyboard to try to find that stuff. Now, though. yeah, why did he feel the need to test the stability of his locker's wooden facade at that particular moment? We're going to move on. Secondly, this is solid reasoning, and it also adds more verbal semantics in a fight that's entirely about perception and verbal semantics. Yeah. Hurt. It's okay not to play when you're hurt. Yeah. Okay, checks out. It checks mm-hmm. out. Uh, this was basically an but ES- you can say you're hurt pretty much any time you want. Whoa, whoa. You sound like someone that's <laughs> trying to scam disability. Yeah, I mean, you don't if, want to do if that. You're playing 80-some-odd <laughs> basketball games a year. At any point, I feel like you'd be like, my knee hurts. And they'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, you should sit down. So this is basically an ESPN article about what LeBron James thinks about the Kawhi Leonard situation that we discussed right, last week. yeah. And this next sentence is, James, six years Leonard Sr., and coming off the first major injury of his 17-year career last season, when he suffered a torn groin, remains committed to suiting up whenever possible. Oof! 
And it just feels like that like feels like a political ad. They're yeah. like, LeBron James is more experienced than Kawhi Leonard. And despite injuries, Senator James <laughs> remains committed to suiting up whenever possible. Sure. Yeah. Though at the same time, it's like all of your details about LeBron James were not great. You didn't say, like, James, a star basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, James, who's old, and he got hurt last year. Well, I think that was just to say, like, he's old, and he got hurt last year, and he's still more committed to playing yeah. than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, as far Who as do I you trust? LeBron James is more stubborn. <laughs> well, okay, then he switched to third person. <laughs> LeBron's healthy. LeBron will play. That's all I talk about. I don't talk about nobody else but me. Now, LeBron has led the Lakers to a 7-1 and one start, but a couple reporters point out that next week is their first set of back-to-back games. Uh-oh. This is one of the issues that started load management. That's a lot of load. So here's where we get some oh, of that old man. Kawhi oh. Leonard was sitting inside of the first eight games of the season? We, were you here last week? I was yeah. here last Have week. You, I just didn't realize we were only that far into the NBA season. Yeah. One of the sentences in the last, because I just listened to the podcast, <laughs> I said, this is the second time he's resting in the first eight games. I missed the first eight games. I remember it being a very I, I would have not have been something. able to say eight, but I remembered it was a very small number of games. The season just started. Anyway, sports anyway, here's where we get some of the old... I periodically zone out, Jordan. Yeah, so. no, I know. <laughs> here's where we get some of that old man MJ mojo. Okay. Quote, there's a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, Phoenix... Then back home against Golden State, I'll be ready to go. What do you mean? How am I going to handle it? I don't know. It's, wow. I feel, I feel like but this how is seems it? like That's a pretty a lot of clear question. <laughs> well, I feel like it's what it's a shade or two off from Jordan's frequent comments now about the toughness required in his day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, there's been initial discussion within the Lakers coaching and training staff about how to find time to rest James. But James, who turns 35 next month, is loath to accept it. Boy, I'd hate to be 35. What an old fog. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to run in the mornings lately, and it's impossible for me to get into shape because I'm old. Uh, <laughs> quote, Can't talk to my coaches, James said. Can't be done. You know how many times me and T. Lou got into it in Cleveland because he wanted to sit me and I wanted to play? T. Lou? Tyron Lou. Okay. Uh, he basically just said, go ask my coach how often I tell him to shut up. <laughs> Whoa, poor coach. So naturally, the reporters go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, and Vogel says the team plans to protect LeBron from overwork every way we can. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of it sounds like he's doing that fake laugh, talk through your teeth thing, where you hope your best employee, and in a very real sense, your boss, is not listening. <laughs> uh, whether it stays off in practice or minimizes minutes, minimize his load, there's some things built in scheme-wise that require him to do... To, to pass off some guys at certain times every way we can. Yeah. He's not here, is he? And then LeBron is like, now your new name is Reek. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today, today, today. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Mike Fires narks on the Astros for stealing signs. Oh, nice. looks like he's going to get Astros. fired. Oh. Subheadline: <laughs> Fires also admits to being the guy at the end of practice who says, but coach, we haven't won run wind sprints yet. Oh, boo. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Coach, you forgot about the wind sprints. Yeah. Do we have any homework? <laughs> homework. <laughs> that uh, should have been the joke. That's a good one. Uh, Mike Fires is a veteran pitcher who is probably best known for his excellent streaming starts for everybody else in your fantasy league <laughs> and absolutely shitting the bed when you finally decide to pick him up. 
Oh, that's so true. Uh, Fires first pitch with the Astros, uh, 2015 to 2017, and was among four people with the Astros who described the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellick, a system in which at least two Astros, a hitter on the team and a coach, set up a camera in the outfield that was focused on opposing catchers. Astro players would watch the other team's signs on a video monitor near the dugout and then clank on a garbage can to signal what pitch was coming. What are they, the little rascals? Clank on a garbage can? How did the other team not? I go, well, I guess it's loud. <laughs> right. So the, the article states the Astros, uh, the Astros have kind of said uh, that they thought other teams were already engaged in high-tech sign stealing. <laughs> so the Astros got involved to create their own system. They said, you know, some teams use two trash cans. Sure. <laughs> like Stomp. Uh, but the Astros are being truthful because of your iPhones, your iPads, your phablets and tablets. Electronic sign stealing is something that's become an issue all around the MLB. In 2017, a story broke that in a game against the Yankees, the Red Sox were using an Apple Watch in the dugout to relay signs from their video replay team. The hmm. Red Sox defense was the Yankees were doing it too. <laughs> Wow. And with a much less buggy Fitbit. Right. So everybody just cheats all the time, and we're okay with this. Well, the now. funny thing is this is a super childish defense, but then MLB did an investigation and fined both teams. They sure. find the Red Sox. They're like, okay, the Red Sox are telling the truth. The Yankees were doing it too. Huh. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they got to give up the ghost on this. I think it's got to be on the teams from here on out that it's like you got to make your signals confusing enough that. Well, you know, and I saw like Trevor Plouffe actually had a thing on Twitter where he gave a breakdown. It's like, you know, if you suspect that there are ways to get around it. Yeah. But I think they do it when there's a guy in second. Well, well, the, well, that's the thing is like sign stealing is an accepted form of gamesmanship in baseball. Oh, yeah. Okay. Phil, I should say. Yeah. However, but it's using all the galaxies, androids, pixels and dick pics <laughs> that sure. are causing this problem. That makes sense. You can steal signs with your eyes, <laughs> but not with a gift certificate. To Radio Shack. All right. Sure. If it's going to be a fastball, I'll text you two dick pics. Right. <laughs> if it's going to be a curveball, it'll be three dick pics. And don't worry, they'll all be perfectly unique dick pics. But see, here's the thing. As with most industries, the players would rather police themselves. Yeah. But the league is just hell-bent on taking away how teams dole out justice. <laughs> Bean balls. Yeah. And I believe... Who, who, why would you, that be a problem? Well, I think right? an unintended consequence of this pro-brain wing of the MLB. <laughs> it's emboldened sign stealers. Yeah. Sign stealers, more emboldened than ever. What are you going to do? Hit me in the head? You can't. Mom's watching. How yeah, badass would sense. it be, though, if you like turned around and threw it and hit the camera? <laughs> Ooh, Just that be would like, be pretty great. How? That would be pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but basically, allegations have followed the Astros for a very long time, beginning in 2017 against the Dodgers. Uh, then in 2018 against the A's. And then the same year in the playoffs, there was someone whose LinkedIn profile today lists him as a member of the Astros staff, was removed by security against games against both the Cleveland Indians and Red Sox after he pointed a phone toward their team's dugout from a nearby camera well. Whoa, cool. But he was in each case, he was incognito. So it was basically like he was arrested mm. by security, and then they had to be like, the Astros, is this one of yours? And they're just like, no. Right. <laughs> Trench coat, fedora, yeah. briefcase, sunglasses. Why did you wear that, right. Phil? <laughs> so quick MLB player reaction to all this. Aaron Judge treated, wait, what? <laughs> Yankees, one of the teams that accused the Astros. Uh. Evan Longoria tweeted, say it ain't so, Astros. Say it ain't so. 
And you, Darvish, who's, by the way, a great Twitter follow. Really? Yeah, really funny. He, he spent all day replying to Dodger fans who were apologizing for previously blaming losing the 2017 World Series on him <laughs> by saying, please don't say that. I sucked. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> the other pitchers would have also been getting their styles stolen, and they pitched way better than <laughs> yeah. you, Darvish, did. Joining us on the podcast, we have the uh, outfielder from the Washington Nationals, recent World Series champion, and... Recent 21-year-old Juan Soto. Oh, How are you doing? Why do you have to talk so loud in the microphone? Oh, oh I got I, a headache. Yeah, sorry. I, that's, how, that's the rate. Oh, man. We actually really yeah, careful about setting how, levels. Yeah, no, I'm just so hungover. Uh, is this well, what it feels like? It, this is what it I feels mean, like to be hungover. Uh, if your head hurts, yeah. Uh, what, how long does it take for this to go away? It can, it can oh, last man. most of the day in the bad ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, winning the World Series and turning 21 at the same time, <laughs> that's a tough mix. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, I bet you've been having a lot of fun. I mean, not that it'd be very difficult, being Juan Soto, to walk into any bar in Washington, D.C. and get someone to buy you a drink. See, that's the problem. Yeah? Yeah, as I walk into any bar and everybody wants to buy me drinks. Oh, uh, and you haven't really uh, built your tolerance no, I haven't yet, built huh? my tolerance. I've been... Uh, because no I, one drinks before it's this. legal. No, I mean I was I was an athlete, so you know. I couldn't, <laughs> Your body's yeah, a I temple. Watch, my yeah. body's a temple. I had to watch out for that. But man, I'll tell you, I bet drinking champagne alone is bad. But drinking champagne out of a World Series trophy, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Boy, that's interesting. Ooh. How did you manage to drink champagne out of the World Series trophy? It's yeah. kind of shaped like yeah. uh, it's like dr- a disc with flags coming you out of it. it off the top. <laughs> okay. You just kind of pour it down the side like a like a luge. Well, I'll have to trust you. You've uh, seen yeah. it close up. And yeah. well, I know. <laughs> My mouth has seen it close up, you know? So uh, how, was, how was the champ? Like, I guess I guess it'd be fun to, you know, to talk to someone who's young again. We all went to college. Oh, yeah. What was it like having your first taste of champagne? I mean, I had like five champagnes. Okay. And I had like... Three Mike's Hard Lemonades. Oh, God. And then somebody just put a shot in front of me and said, drink this. And it tasted like fire. It was bad. <laughs> okay. That that could be any number of things. Yeah. yeah. What and color I mean, if, was if it? If you just started drinking. It was anything. brown. Okay. Yeah. Guessing whiskey. Probably yeah, a whiskey. Yeah. The brown liquor is the good liquor, oh, generally and then, speaking. And then they made me do something called a blowjob shot. Oh, and what, yeah, that was and what is that? Dude, what you put it, your hands behind your back oh, right. and you have to drink. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Everyone's making fun of me. Oh, that, yeah. that's something they do at the bar when you turn 21. Yeah. Sometimes you do a yeah. silly shot like that. Oh, totally. And then everyone was signing my jersey. Yeah. Saying, congratulations on being 21. Well, that's. Bro. This is all pretty great. Obviously, yeah. you got pretty hammered. But what about, you know, tell us a little bit more about, like, returning to Washington, the victory parade. Oh, like, my God. So loud. Yeah. And the sun was so bright. <laughs> oh, and I kept wanting to stop the parade float. And I'm like, there's another Denny's. Can we stop at that one? <laughs> stop oh, like there's another Denny's. Before. Can we stop at that one? This okay. has been one long hangover. Oh, oh, I've been hungover since. <laughs> Really? You drank yeah. that much? Uh, well, I keep re-drinking. Because oh. <laughs> you can't walk into a bar in Washington without people giving you drinks. So what was it like that first day after you won the championship? So the first day after I won the championship, I had three Bud Lights. <laughs> and then 
somebody made me drink uh, like one big gulp from a Captain Morgan's thing. And I didn't know how much you were supposed to drink. Then later they said that, oh, that was probably like three shots. So I had three shots of that. <laughs> and uh, Three Bud Lights, three shots of yeah, Captain Morgan's. Right. I, I mean, uh, less important, though, than, than what and how much you drank. Like, you, you were a part of a World Series victory parade. Oh, absolutely. Hungover or not, that must have been oh, really yeah. great. Well, then when I tried to sober up, somebody was like, here's something. It's called White Claw. And I was like, oh, this just tastes like flavored water. I got even drunker. Yeah, it's it's got booze in it. I didn't know that. It doesn't taste like booze. It tastes like bad uh, hint. <laughs> it tastes like clearly Canadian. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's no. clearly oh. undrinkable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't like that. Yeah, so I had like four of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought I was hydrating. Right, but yeah, you, you were not. And then after the parade, we all went to parties. Yeah, I mean, imagine you would. But oh, man. I mean, were those you at were like rough? Tell nice me about parties the parties. Were... Like, I always, I always, I'll be honest, I get jealous because I think of all the celebrities that must be there, all the luminaries, the local, the local famous people and the athletes. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had my first shot of vodka. It's straight up rubbing alcohol. Uh, I mean, that's terrible. Vodka's ethyl alcohol. Terrible. Rubbing alcohol. Oh, man. Alcohol. So I had four of those. How did you how did you do them? Uh, well, I didn't know I was supposed to have a chaser afterwards. I learned that later. So after the fourth one, I was like, "Oh, my mouth is getting raw." And they're like, "Here, drink this." Took a sip. It was another white claw. <laughs> I mean, white, white claws not a terrible everywhere chaser for shots of vodka. It's but... everywhere these days. Yeah, and again, I'm just sort of like, why don't you just put vodka in a clearly Canadian? Oh, totally. Same same thing. Well, but it's probably, probably because clearly cheaper. Canadian, nobody under the age of sixty <laughs> has one. So <laughs> those that's were probably good. part of it. They came in that cool glass bottle. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't I know what's clean. going on. Oh, yeah. You don't remember clearly Canadian? No, it's uh, my great grandpa drinks clearly Canadian. That's how I know about the it. The bottle was clear, and it was clearly Canadian. Yeah, because it tasted like snow. <laughs> Kind of tasted like snow a little bit. Well, snow so, and like blackberries. So after the vodka. Yeah. So I decided to just go out on the porch because I just like I needed a breath of fresh air. Oh, that's this good. Big mansion. and They had a porch. And out there, there was a bunch of girls. Oh, very right? cool. There was a bunch very of cool. girls there. And, you know, I'm a young guy. Yeah. And they were drinking like this thing that looked like chocolate milk. And I was like, thank God. Turns out that was Bailey's. Oh. So I had like eight of those. Oh, that's going to give yeah. you a real bad hangover. That was a tough one. Whoa. I hate Bailey's. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah? Did, really did rough. you enjoy the, the taste of Bailey's? I don't remember anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. All right. Well, After that. Uh, well, why don't you tell us, uh, I mean... Obviously, yeah, there was a lot of partying after the World Series. You know, yeah. a lot of that going on. But uh, you had a chance to visit the White House. You've probably met a lot of the, the Washington, D.C. luminaries or some of the biggest Oh, yeah, we got country. to go to the White House. Yes, yeah, so tell, yeah. tell us what that was like. I felt like my head was going to melt out of my ears. <laughs> I was hurting. Everyone kept uh, looking into my eyes and being like, are you stoned? And I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> it hurt. 
Well, at least you got some greasy food, right? Oh, yeah. They had cold McDonald's. <laughs> Lots of cold McDonald's for me. Thank God. Best White House visit ever. <laughs> I learned that when you're hungover, cold McDonald's is really good. I mean... See, if I wasn't hungover, I'd probably be insulted. <laughs> you know, as a professional baseball player. But as a hungover 21-year-old, I was like, thank Give God. Give me more. This is great, yeah. yeah. Well, I know we're focusing a lot on the past, but I think it's really important to remember your World Series champion, but, you know, pitchers and catchers report in less than 100 days now. Oh, yep. yeah. So I guess my thing is, going forward, you know, can you give me a little bit of a preview for next season? What are you thinking for yourself? Yeah, 2020s, yeah. and that's going to repeat? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think that next season I'd like to try wine because <laughs> I'll be like a sophisticated 22-year-old at the end of the season. So, you know, uh, maybe a, a glass of Pinot Gras or... Yeah. Uh, Wines for snobs, stick to a, beer. Or Jean Televaux. Or, Jean uh, Tele... What? I don't know. That's what it sounds like when people order wine. Okay. Um, well, maybe just try and put in a little time at the batting cages before then. Oh, yeah. I also got a flask. <laughs> Okay. Thank, thanks guys, for coming on the show. Have you guys ever had a flask? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. We appreciate being in here. I can here. bring alcohol anywhere. Yeah. Just... It's great. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's one weird sports. I really want weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: the battle of the sexes. Sex. Oh, like sexes. as it has played out over time in tennis. Oh, that one. This okay. Oh, this isn't the one time we did boys versus girls in dodgeball. No, at daycare. not dodgeball. Uh, actually, the Battle of the tech Sexes in Tennis has been a thing. It's like multiple matches. Oh, really? Yeah. They say it describes various exhibition matches played between a man and a woman or doubles matches between two men and two I women. I would love to case. watch Serena play a whole bunch of different male players. Yeah. That you made that sound gross. Oh, that just sounded yeah. gross. Well, the way you just, said that, that didn't sound gross at all. I'm but just saying. A whole bunch of male I think players. It was the way you said loved and a like whole bunch. Love. No, just seeing you know. Putting you sounded like WNBC. All right. You guys yeah. are just being jerks. The term is most famously used for an internationally televised match in 1973 held in the Houston Astrodome between 55-year-old Bobby Riggs and 29-year-old Billie Jean King. That's the one I think we were thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Which the, King won in three sets. How many How many sets are there? How many? Uh, the, oh, how do you uh, do? We got time to explain sets. tennis to in me. In women's yeah. tennis, there's three, and in men's tennis, there's five. So in this one, there'd be four, right? It's the Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> that seems fair. It, incidentally, I cannot for the life of me understand how they have not extended women's games to five. It's just sort of like, it's 2019, guys. Like, yeah. We know that they can do this, right? No, what they should do is shrink the men's matches to three. <laughs> let's yeah, get let's... this show on the road, also people. Also a great idea, but... Yeah. Get the show on the road, people. We don't need that much time spent. Uh, so the match That's was... That's what most people say in the crowds at Wimbledon. Get like, the show oh, on the road! Oh, get the show on the road, then! Traffic! Uh, the match was viewed by an estimated 50 million people in the United States and 90 million worldwide. And their other choices were Bonanza or the news. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, King's win is considered a milestone in public acceptance of women's tennis. <laughs> really? I guess so. A public ex I mean, I know it was a big deal, but like, was women's tennis that? Oh, was yeah. Was men's tennis that? 
Was one so popular? Because I guess the entire time yeah. I've been a sports fan, male tennis, of course, has been more popular. Yeah. But female tennis, I've always been aware of female We've tennis players. We've grown up in a post Billie Jean King world. Okay. You know, we had Steffi Graf. And, right. And, uh, Monica Sellis. Monica Sellis. And uh, uh, the Williams sisters. The, uh, well, yeah, I was trying to think of other ones. <laughs> Martina Navratilova. That's the one I was thinking of. Ha-ha. <laughs> Anna Kornikova. Oh, yeah, the, the exactly. poster in everybody's college room. Uh, who's the Anna Kornikova who can actually play tennis? What do you mean? Who came came what? later? Also, like a gorgeous statuesque Russian blonde, but she was like a more capable tennis player. You're gonna have to be more specific. Uh, right. I think it starts with an M. Let me take you back to '73. <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna ooh. Can I ooh? Before ooh, I ever had a multi platinum selling CD, uh, <laughs> that, a lot of really good M&M funk line. in the radio. Led Zeppelin is at their peak. All right, oh, let's man, start what's with going the on first in the world. Of the sexes, Riggs versus Court. Yeah, also in 1973. Riggs you had been one didn't of the, see the movie. No, I did not. So Riggs had been one of the world's top tennis players in the 1940s. He was ranked uh, year-end world number one three times and won six major titles during his career. He retired from professional tennis in 1951, but he uh, remained a master promoter of himself and of tennis. So in 1973, he opined... <laughs> the order. Right? <laughs> himself first. Yeah. In 1973, he opined that the female game was inferior and that even at his current age of 55, he could still beat any of the top female players. So Riggs first challenged Billie Jean King, but when she declined, Margaret Court stepped in. And you know she's good because Court is in her name. She's a tennis player. She was oh. born for it. How'd she, she spell it? C-O-U-R-T. Okay. Is she the one who... There's, my dad was telling me about there's the woman who has the most like victories and major tournaments ever. Racked them all up when the Australian Open was like uh, not really that competitive. And Serena is like one away from tying her and keeps missing on it. And it's been way harder for Serena because she couldn't beat... T- it might be Margaret Court. At the time, okay. Court was 30 years old in the midst of earning her seventh year-end ranking as the number one female player in the world. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, his quick victory, 6-2 to two and then 6-1, to one, landed Riggs on the cover of Sports Illustrated in time. Um, was, was, the, was the headline on time like, men rule, women drool? It must have been, because that's the only reason they'd put it on there, is if it was like an embarrassment thing. It's such a weird, to get on the cover for being a woman... It's very In like tennis. Andy Kaufman, yeah. yeah. It might say yeah. something about the state of publishing at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, suddenly in the national limelight following his win over court, Riggs taunted all female tennis players, prompting King to accept a lucrative financial offer to play Riggs in a nationally televised match in primetime on ABC that the promoters dubbed the Battle of the Sexes. Now, is this before or after Andy Kaufman was doing the same shtick with... Oh, it's after, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, before. 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 Yeah. No, 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 but I mean, Kaufman did it after. Right. Like, Kaufman I think Kaufman saw this and he, yes, he decided Kaufman to go Yes, Kaufman would have done this okay. after. Yes. The Kaufman was late 70s. Uh, so, the match, which uh, had a winner-take-all prize of $100,000, which by today's standards would have been $564,000. Whoa! Big purse. Uh, was held in Texas at the Houston Astrodome on Thursday, September 20th, 1973. Never forget. Then 29-year-old King had earned her fifth year end ranking as world uh, number one female tennis player in the previous year and would finish second to court in 1973. So she was like right up there, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So the fact that Court lost, she was just like, well, this is my way of beating Court by proxy. Oh, I see. A little Maybe. transitive yeah. property. The other thing my dad said, people did not like Court. Don't well, like her now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Very like prim and proper, super conservative. Mm. Ooh. Unless I'm thinking of somebody else. Which you probably <laughs> are. So King entered the court in the style of Cleopatra on a feather-adorned litter carried by four bare-chested muscle men dressed in the style of ancient slaves. <laughs> Riggs! Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's about to get worse. Uh, Riggs followed in a rickshaw drawn by a bevy of models. Riggs presented King with a giant sugar daddy lollipop, and she responded by giving him a squealing piglet. A symbol of male chauvinism. I just also love that this is at the Astrodome at yeah. peak, like Astrodome of like domes of the future. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best structure we have for sports, and yeah. probably will ever have. This is about <laughs> as WWE as it gets, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is peak WWE. Riggs was given fifty thousand dollars, which is two hundred eighty-two thousand dollars, to wear a yellow sugar daddy jacket during the match, which he took off after three games. He was sponsored like NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, Riggs also because placed many bets. Pretty sure he had a serious gambling problem, and he was he was really in debt to a bunch of mobsters. Who That's were what I was him. about to say. Riggs oh, was go. already also placed many bets on and invested a lot of money in the match. <laughs> he needed to win this. This is important. Uh, so King, who also competed in the Virginia Slims of Houston during the same week. That's right. Virginia Slims sponsored a tennis match. <laughs> I mean, that seems about right. Yeah. But she uh, won in straight Daisy, sets. Daisy, you seem to be coughing on off a lot at our tennis match. Oh, I might have to cut back and use Virginia Slims to help me breathe easy. <laughs> yes. So we're hitting the end. Uh, yada, yada, yada. She, uh, she won. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And boy, did he look dumb after all that sugar daddy stuff, right? Right. <laughs> and then the mafia probably killed him. Right. I don't Maybe. know. I, I, mean, I, I don't think he was think killed, he by, was the killed mafia. by the mafia. But. And that brings it down to another wide world of weird sports. So if you want to learn more about the life of Riggs, you check out this cool site named Wikipedia. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close in the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back on Juan Soto and see if he's not too bleary-eyed oh, to, to read this contact information. <laughs> yeah, I just went to the green room. Yeah. And uh, you guys just, uh, you had something that was uh, on the counter and it looked just like a regular fizzy drink. And it turns out it's this thing smeared off ice. Oh, uh, those are still there? Yeah. Who left Smirnoff those there? Into, yeah. That is, so I had five That of is those. a violation, violation, violation of the rules of the studio. Yeah. You had five of those? I had five of those. Oh, buddy, you're going to have some heartburn. I thought it was juice. Oh, man. Every, alcohol's everywhere. Can you can you, you read can this? You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com yeah. slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. I know a lot about that in my age demographic. I grew up on Twitter. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. I never had to set up a Facebook account. I use Snapchat. <laughs> or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. And then you can listen to this. Whew. Thanks, <laughs> My Juan. Head. I appreciate it. Hey, take a nap, buddy. Drink water. Yeah. Drink water. Hard water? No, no, no. Regular water. Okay. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. wonder where I could get a clearly Canadian. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.
Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. Sports. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can we do it again? <laughs> Can you put that at the end? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>